Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. When the game is over, the fun begins. Interviews, highlights, analysis, and your opinion. This is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. Now, from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins, Reed Wilkins on Oilers on Radio. Oilers. 630 Chad. Parsons got it back. Holds it against the end boards. Eight seconds to play. Oilers still up a goal. Flipped out in front. A shot block. Rebound saved made by Calvin. What a glove stop with 1.6 to go. He took away the equalizer and keeps it 3-2. to Cam Talbot, brilliant tonight on the eve of becoming a father of twins. He delivers for the Edmonton Oilers 31 saves. And his best one, the last one, our save of the game for Armor Insurance. Complete a free quote for a $10 Tim card at armorinsurance.ca. The Oilers do win 3-2 to improve to 3-1 on the season. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Talbot, a great glove save, and he dressed it up a little <laughs> bit too. Well, the first thing I want to say to, to Cam Talbot, who's becoming a father of twins tomorrow, get some sleep tonight. It is the last time you're going to sleep for a number of years. I know I got 15-year-old twins, haven't slept in 15 years, so <laughs> he, and he's earned a good sleep after the game he played tonight. A, a lot was written, a lot was talked about after the Buffalo game. Uh, the goal from his side of center that beat him, uh, he, he did not play well in that game. He came tonight, and he was outstanding. The only reason that the Oilers were up 3-0 after 40 minutes was the play of Cam Talbot. The Oilers had a number of breakdowns. Cam Talbot was there to stand tall for them and then in the final flurry a couple big saves as you heard Jack Michaels uh, uh, telling the world there at the end of the game. So uh, a good game by Cam Talbot. One that he needed and one certainly that the Edmonton Oilers needed tonight as well. You can reach us on Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line at 780-496-0063. Rob and I are in the Terry Parandish Team Broadcast Centre. You can also text us at 630 630, but let's hear from Cam Talbot, courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale prices. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a good response by our whole team tonight. We came out hard. Uh, we put pucks on net early. Uh, we got a big goal from Sleppy there and uh, kept it going from there. Can you just describe that last uh, five seconds of that glove save? It was a little scrambled there. Yeah, I knew that they're just going to keep throwing pucks to the front of the net and crashing and banging. They have some big boys that can put the puck away in front. And I uh, was just trying to keep my eye on the puck. There seems to be a mad scramble there. And found it just at the last second, threw my glove out there. And uh, luckily got the big save there and a big win. What was this like for you uh, tonight, trying to stay focused with everything going on at home? And uh, do you have any, any thoughts about that before the game? Uh, I tried to leave that at home for the three hours I was here. I knew I had a, a job to do tonight before that, so I knew it would feel much better tomorrow morning going in there with two points. So uh, that was my focus coming to the rink tonight. How big of a game was this for you, and how big of a game do you think it was for the team? I think it was big on both fronts. Uh, personally, obviously, I needed a big bounce-back game after the game I had last. And uh, as a team, I think that sometimes we let those losses kind of snowball in the past. And uh, tonight we came out hard, and uh, we talked about being a, a tough, resilient group and a bounce-back group, and that's what we came out with tonight. 
you kind of grew into that game a little bit. Getting uh, kind of weird in the first five minutes. Yeah, the Pucks just uh, they found their sticks a few times and uh, had to make some big saves early, but I think that uh, making those saves settled me down after the other night and I uh, was able to carry that forward, so it was uh, kind of a good start for me and uh, just kind of wrote it from there. With this now done, how excited are you for the next 24 hours? Man, that's big changes happening. I know, excited, nervous, uh, all the emotions that that go with it, but uh, I couldn't be happier. I'm so excited to get home tonight and uh, pack up a bag and head to the hospital in the morning. Reed, that's Cam Talbot. All right, thanks a lot, Brendan, in the Oilers dressing room tonight, and it is a 3-2 win for the Edmonton Oilers. Here's what happened. Slepeshev scored early, a minute 51 in, the first of his career. Everly centered it. Ron Hainsey shot it into his own net at 9.22 of the first. And then Tyler Pitlick, his second of the season, at 2.35 of the second. That was all the scoring for the Oilers. Lee Stempniak, who now has 17 goals in 36 career games versus the Oilers. In other words, if he just played the Oilers, he would approach a 50-goal season. Uh, Lee Stempniak at 3.18 and 4.14 of the third, 56 seconds apart. That set up the final flurry by the Hurricanes, but the Oilers do hang on. Crazy Oiler fan texts in and says, Tyler Pitlick was a beast tonight. Game-winning goal. You have to make him tonight's fourth star. Uh, great game, a little sloppy, but 5D all night. Well, I'm happy to make Pitlick the fourth star for Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. Thought he played with a lot of energy today. He did, and what, what you like about Pitlick and, and his fourth-line line mates is they're creating things in limited ice time. You know, they're not just out there... Uh, giving guys a rest. You know, we're going to play them seven, eight, nine, ten minutes just so other guys can get a rest. They're creating things. He was physical when he had the opportunity. When he gets a scoring chance, we've seen so far this year, he gets a scoring chance, he puts it in. And he's got a heavy shot. Uh, he had a couple other chances. He get in hard on the forecheck. The fourth line is not losing momentum for the Oilers this year. They're creating momentum or continuing momentum. I thought the fourth line was very good today. Uh, and, another, and, and Anton Lander. He's, I mean, he was waived. There didn't look like there was going to be a spot for him on this team. He's had the opportunities come in, and he's playing all right. So he's each time he has a nice game, he earns himself another shot in another game. So the fourth line was good for the Oilers tonight, and Pitlick uh, easily could be the four-star for the Edmonton Oilers. And Lander doesn't play glamorous minutes. That game in Calgary on Friday, he played nine and a half minutes, four and a half while the Oilers were shorthanded. Today he plays uh, 2.15 on the penalty kill out of his 11 and a half minutes, and the Oilers were only... Uh, the others were only shorthanded twice, so Lander killed off over over half that time. 3-2, an Oilers victory. Let's go to the phone lines here, 780-496-0063, and we have Aiden on the line. Hey, Aiden, thank you for calling. Hi there. I have two points. It's um, one of them being that um, I have to give like kudos to the Carolina Hurricanes for just their like beautiful job of shutting down our first line there. It's like it was incredible to watch, and also that I find I found that Lucic. I know it's early in, but it's sort of he's been a very iffy kind of player so far. He's like really weak on the puck, or he can't really keep up with everyone else. But yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it is early in the season. I think Lucic has had, uh, he's had strong games. I don't know if tonight was one of his stronger games. I think there's the perception that Milan was going to come in here and be a, a huge score. I mean, that's not what Milan is. Milan's had the 130-goal season. He's had a couple other 20-goal seasons. Uh, he's here to, to 
bring in the, the parts of the game that the Oilers have lacked in the last few years, and that's toughness. That is doing the right things all the time, not just some of the times. Getting pucks in, getting pucks out late in periods. And for the most part, Milan has been very good at that. Uh, there's still a learning curve, jumping into uh, a different conference, playing on a line that is expected to be dominant each and every night. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Milan finds himself playing with a, a Leon Dreisaitl coming up in one of one of the next few games just to get some things going. He's had success with with Leon so far this year. Uh, so I, I know that you see the long-term contract, you see the big signing and all the hoopla about Milan coming here, but Milan brings what Milan brings, and I don't think, some, sometimes I think maybe the bar is set too high of what the expectations is or are for Milan Lucic. All right, so the Oilers win it 3-2 tonight. As we move along, we will go into the Caroline dressing room as well, the Carolina dressing room for Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. What a crazy start to their season. They had a three-goal lead in both of their first two games and lost both games in overtime. And then tonight, they come within a whisker of forcing overtime after trailing by three goals. So now the Canes sit at 0-1-2 and on the season. 780-496-0063. Let's go to Alex on line two. Alex, thank you for calling. Thank you for having me on. Uh, just first of all, I'd like to make a comment. Larson gave me a heart attack in that game at the end there. <laughs> when he gave up that gaff, that pass there, and then he took that high stick, I'm thinking, no way. You know, and it was just like, uh, and then, you know, just hanging on there at the end and the saves that Talbot came up, I was just going like, in, in years past, you know darn well that other team would have tied it up and probably won it in overtime, right? That's just the, the luck that the Oilers have, have had. But uh, speaking of unlucky, man, how many injuries is this team going to continue to have? It's like, it's crazy. They're just dropping like flies. And, uh, and I'd like to uh, reiterate, you know, the comments about Luchas. I got no problem with that guy. He's here for a reason, so McDavid can stay healthy, and guys like Maroon and Kastin. So, but that 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 first line though is definitely as unbalanced as a line you can ever you can ever imagine. You got the the best, the fastest player in the league, you know, in the middle, and then you got a, a slow big winger on one side, and then you have a real small kind of slow winger on the other side in Everly, you know. And uh, so, yeah, you know, we. Um, we're getting some luck here, and uh, I guess I'm running out of comments here. Maybe you can add something to that, and love your show. Yeah, thanks, Alex. We appreciate it. The Oilers do get the uh, the 3-2 victory tonight. It was a bit of an unusual night for Adam Larson, who's played pretty well. I mean, this was the first time I think we really saw him make multiple big mistakes in a game. You also saw the subtle effectiveness to his game, but when it went wrong for Adam tonight, it, it seemed to really go wrong. It was funny, though. It was a weird game with, with, with gaffes like that. There was, you know, the one at center ice where Nugent Hopkins, first the Carolina guy, he fans on it. The Nugent Hopkins has a two-on-oh, he fans on it. At the end of the game, Skinner, in his own end, there's an empty net. He fans on the puck going behind his own net. Latesto almost comes around, scores that way. Larson has the one where he throws it away. There was a number of players that it seemed like the puck bounced on them or the puck got stuck on them or simply it was a night where mistakes were prevalent out there on the ice. Uh, Larson wasn't as strong tonight. I don't know, maybe the extra ice time, maybe they're tired, I'm not sure. But uh, this is not the Larson that we've seen in the previous games. And all players have bad games. It's just that when it's a goaltender, it's really, really noticeable. And when it's a defenseman, it's more noticeable than, than usual because those players, when they make a gaffe or when they make a mistake, it's usually in a, in a goal-scoring situation for the other team. 
Stepniak got both goals for Carolina, but their most dangerous player may have been Jeff Skinner. Let's hear from him. What is there to take away from tonight's contest? Yeah, I thought we showed uh, some good battle coming back. I think even in the first, uh, we had some, some pretty good chances that we weren't able to capitalize on. Uh, myself uh, especially, I think. And, you get one of those and complexion of the game kind of changes. So um, it's a good job by the guys sticking with it, I think. Um, it's tough to go down, I think. You you go down early on the road, you want to try and show some composure. Um, a little miscommunication uh, on some of the goals. And um, we just sort those things out and, and um, sort of learn from them. Because on the road, uh, it's tough to get down a lot. So. Um, it's a good job battling back, put ourselves in a situation. You get a power play with three minutes left. You like to capitalize, maybe tie the game there. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we do a better job sort of capitalizing some of our chances, and and uh, game turns out a little bit different. Down three, do you think? Okay, now is our chance to sort of flip the script. Uh, yeah, I think. Even down two, you're trying, you're trying to win the game. You're trying to come back. It's a lot of game left. Um, um, and then they score. I think it was off the face-off. Um, so it won't be a little bit tighter there. But uh, I think it's a good job by the boy, by the guys sort of battling through that. I think you, you're down three um, on the road. Um, in the third period, you want to try and come back and make a good push, uh, come up short. But there's things we can take from the first two periods. We want to learn from them and, and get better, keep getting better. All right, that's Carolina's Jeff Skinner. Six shots on goal tonight. His comments for Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. I mean, obviously, he had the chance at the end. Did he knock that out of the air at the end? Um, I thought it was a little bit of might have been ice, a little bit, yeah. Bat, half batted it, and it and Talbot's second best save of the night was also Jeff Skinner in in the second period. I mean, I like I said, Stepniak gets the goals, uh, but I thought Skinner was very dangerous for him. He, he was dangerous uh, to me, though. He needed to move the puck a bit. Yeah, he had a number of two on ones. The one that was really noticeable, he came down. He had two on one backdoor Stepniak and goes to fake, fakes the pass, goes to shoot, and Russell comes right over. He knows that he's not passing, takes the puck away, and all of a sudden you have a two-on-one, you don't get a shot on net. Having said that, he was all over the ice. And it seemed like if, if the Carolina Hurricanes had 15 scoring chances tonight, 12 of them involved Skinner. He had a number of chances. Uh, he installed stall a lot early, uh, but they have to capitalize. So when you're when you're trailing and your best players get opportunities, they got to make sure they go in the net. And tonight, for the Edmonton Oilers, they were able to keep Skinner off the score sheet with goals. All right, the Oilers win 3-2. A $75 donation is going to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation because Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world, gives 25 bucks for every Oilers goal all season long. You can follow the total on the Oilers page on 630ched.com. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins, and we have Mike from Ottawa on the line. Hey, Mike, go ahead, man. What's going on, Rob Reed? Just Doing chilling well. out. Good. I look at the standings right now, and, you know, it could have been 2-2, and we all know that the focus was on Talbot. And um, I have to say he performed. And uh, I have twin daughters, and I have to say that his uh, props to his wife because um, she's going to be going through a lot tomorrow, and uh, good luck for both of them. And uh, he had a pretty good game. And other than that, I have to say that uh, I was pretty impressed with uh, Eberle, too. He uh, got a goal, right, and did pretty good. 
Yeah, no, uh, Everly, I mean, he's producing. And that's what you have to do if you're on the, the top line playing with the best player. You got to make sure when you get chances, you put the puck in the net. Sometimes you need a little puck luck. To me, that was uh, an unselfish goal simply because he was trying to put the puck to his teammate and got the lucky bounce. But they need they need production out of their top line. Tonight they got they got the goal out of their top line. They got a goal out of their second line with with the dry side of line, and they got one out of their fourth line. When three lines contribute in a hockey game, more than not, you're going to win hockey games. And tonight they did. And Connor McDavid held off the score sheet for the second game in a row to the few people who are texting in with these sort of comments no i am not concerned about the young man uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh yeah i mean some depth score a couple of goals for pitlick i mean we've seen cassian around the net though i know he's been in the top six for a couple of games latestu has a goal we talked about lander doing his job though, though he hasn't scored maroon mostly on the third line you know with a goal and and, and for checking well so you, you know hey it's it's far from a perfect team but you seem to have guys especially up front, fulfilling their roles most of the time. Uh, they do. Where, what they do need to get going is they need the Nugent-Hopkins line yep. to, to start creating. Uh, I know that if he would have scored into the empty net at the, the end there because he had the wide open net, it would have taken a, a lot of pressure off him. I know as an offensive player, you do not like coming to the, to the rink and they have these stat pages all over the dressing room. You do not like seeing zeros beside your name, especially if that's what you're here for, is producing points. Uh, they, they're just not creating as much as you would expect from them. And, and that includes Pouliot and to a lesser extent Cassian. He's not the one that's going to be putting the puck in the net. He's creating other ways. But Nugent Hopkins, is uh, if this team is going to challenge for a playoff spot, they're eventually going to need production out of his line and they just hasn't been there to start the season. 3-2, the Oilers win it tonight. Only three goals, Rob. Which means? Not quite enough for the Japanese Village goal light. The Oilers have to get five or more in a game for us to turn that on on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. When they do, and they have in two of their four games this season, you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Three locations in Edmonton, south side, north side, and downtown, just a... Uh, couple-minute walk away from Roger's place. Another phone call here from Swain Train. That is a great handle. What's on your mind tonight? Hello. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. This is a first-time caller for me. Uh, a little bit nervous, but I'm going to give congratulations to uh, the Edmonton Oilers for getting this new screen, the, the new arena. And um, I got a few things I got to say here. McDavid, I love him. He got uh, the plays uh, of the night, and he could have uh, he he passed out that play at the end to Everly. He could have got a goal tonight, but he didn't. He he, he passed off to uh, Everly uh, to get the goal. But my main my main concern is um, Buffalo. They got underneath his skin, which I love because sure he wanted to fight and whatnot, but. What I love about uh, McDavid is he came out tonight shown as a professional hockey player of, you guys want to get on, underneath my skin? Well, guess what? I got to come out with this. As a young player, as he is doing this, I love it. What do you guys think? Thanks, Wayne Train. Well, I, I mean, I think McDavid's going to be a phenomenal player. I, I didn't see him uh, trying to fight anybody the other night against Buffalo, but uh, I, I mean... Certainly, he's he's a motivated player, and I, and Rob, we were talking about this during the, I can't remember if it was pre or it was pregame. 
Connor McDavid, I don't think, needs to be agitated to be motivated. I think he's just one of those. That's what makes him. Besides his ability, he is. You know, he's a very driven, passionate individual that I think that's going to carry forward with him throughout his career. So. Well, I mean, that's one of the reasons he has an opportunity to be one of the greatest that played in this game is the, the drive that he's had since he's been a kid. And it's and it, and it hasn't been easy. I mean, when you're you're called the, the next one at a young age, you've got to live up to that hype for years and years and years. And he's been able to do that. He handles himself very well. He's a humble young man that uh, is going to be just a, a joy for all of us to be around here and watch him grow as a hockey player and see the amazing things that he's going to accomplish in as many years in Edmonton. All right, we're going to hear from Jordan Eberle. When we get back, we have Glenn up next on the phone line. I believe we're looking for somebody to finish the play as well. If you would like to qualify for the grand prize draw for 1000 bucks to Integra Tire Auto Center, visit Integra Tire to experience service you can trust. Integra Tire, experience integrity. Of course, our phone line is 780-496-0063. We're rolling along. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranish Team Broadcast Centre on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet. Live from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brew House on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And out by Mark Fain, drawing in for the first time this season. And now Anton Slepeshev back in the lineup. Walks in with a rich shot that beats Cam Ward, glove side. Slepeshev with his first NHL goal. Time, 151, and the Oilers in stunning fashion take a 1-0 lead. Quick start for the Oilers on Anton Slepeshev's first career marker, and Edmonton goes on to beat Carolina 3-2, and Slepeshev standing by courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale prices. Well, Anton, uh, you get back in the lineup, you get a goal, and uh, you pick up the win. How did it feel tonight? I'm feel very good. Very good. And, uh, it's an unbelievable feeling scoring an NHL first goal, so... And I'm happy uh, team win one today, so it's, the, it's good, everything. We know you have a good shot. What were you thinking there just coming down the wing, which is just, you know, get it on net? Because it's first, uh, it was first shift, and uh, coaches said, like, uh, everything, everything to the net, and I just tried to shot, and that's it. What can you say about your goaltender's performance tonight, Cam Talbot? What can you say about Cam Talbot's performance in net tonight? But uh, he was <laughs> unbelievable. It was he was good. It's a lot saves. The last save was uh, crazy. Thanks, Anton. Congratulations. Brendan Ulrich with Anton Slepeshev. It was a little crazy, especially late in the game. And Talbot helps the Oilers pull it out 3-2. And Slepeshev is part of our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better. With help from your chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. He goes in for Yessi Puglia-Yarve. And we'll see what happens with Puglia-Yarve. Uh, I mean, the, the farm team just started tonight. Bakersfield won 4-1 in Manitoba. I think they want to keep working with Paul Yarby. Maybe he winds up on the farm. I mean, I don't think it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure to make a, a decision in the near future. No, you don't have to yet. Um, as long as you get him in and out of the lineup, you're not going to let him sit up here for five, six, seven, eight games in a row. Then it doesn't make sense. At that point, you let him go down and play a game if you want to bring him back up. I mean, you're able to do that. Uh, a young kid, you want to have playing, get as much ice time as they can. But if they sit one or two, get some good practices, 
sit up in the press box, watch. It's much easier, as you and I both know, watching from the, the press box. You see the game much easier, and it's always good for a young kid to come up. He starts to realize, oh, I have a little more time. Or, oh, here's where I should be. So uh, I, I think with the way that Slepeshev played tonight, he is deserving of playing again on the same line uh, the next game. He, he was good. And it wasn't just that he scored a goal. He, he was good. He created things. He got the his body involved, got pucks in deep, pucks out on his own zone. Uh, I thought it was a very strong game for a guy that, you know, he, he needs strong games. When you're a, a guy that's on the bubble, in and out of the lineup, when you get your opportunity, you've got to seize it. And tonight, Slepeshev certainly did. All right, so the Oilers beat the Canes 3-2. is our phone number. Glenn is standing by. Hey, Glenn, thank you for calling. Hey, uh, it's Cody now. Uh, Glenn went to grab a beer. Okay, well, I hope he's getting a good one. Hey, Cody. Um, yeah, so I thought Talbot really played good. He helped them out, helped them win the game. But uh, it was embarrassing watching the Oilers. They had three guys down below the goal line, like, several times. And it was just way too easy for Carolina to walk out and get chances in the Oilers' zone. Well, there were some breakdowns, certainly was. With the look at the number of opportunities that Carolina had and the number of big saves that Talbot had to make, it, it wasn't a perfect defensive picture for the Oilers tonight. And there's going to be a lot of things that uh, the coaches go over with video tonight and then put that to good use. I believe tomorrow they have a day off, but they'll put it to good use on Thursday morning and, and show the, the, the breakdowns that there were. You can't give up the number of odd man breaks that the Oilers gave up tonight and expect to be successful most nights. Tonight, Cam Talbot bailed them out of a lot of mistakes, a lot of uh, problems that they created themselves, and hopefully the Oilers will learn from that and, and pick it up, and they're going to need a much better effort against a better team in St. Louis on Thursday. Cody, you still there? I totally agree. Like St. Louis is going to walk all over them if they're going to play defensive like that. They can hardly get the puck out sometimes against a Carolina team, no, no less a St. Louis team that has experience and depth. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, it's uh, the, that's the interesting part for me, Cody, is is seeing, you, you know, it's it's kind of like to me you go on the journey of, of the season and are the teams going to be like they were last year? I mean, Carolina might not have the playoff pedigree that St. Louis has, but a lot of people will tell you Carolina is a pretty detailed team that also, that also works pretty hard and does a lot with what they have. And is St. Louis going to be as dominant as they were in previous years? Well, I mean, I know they got a good record right now. They're close to beating Vancouver. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very curious to see if the, the St. Louis-Edmonton storyline is like it's been in recent years or if, if the gap is a little closer. I hope Glenn is bringing you a beer, Cody. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I just one more thing. Uh, I totally agree with you on the effort part. Carolina was out working Oilers all over the ice. The amount of times you see guys missing one play and then turning their head to the bench. It's, that's not pro sports, if you ask me. Like They got to work their ass off on the ice, and that's why I like watching McDavid play. He never stops. Thanks for calling, buddy. We appreciate it. 780-496-0063. Kellen, do we have time to uh, do finish the play with Greg here? Okay. Greg, welcome to the show. Uh, give us your thought on the game quick, and then we'll do finish the play with you, buddy. Yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good game, and uh, they hung on and won. Had a couple of deficiencies here and there but all in all much better right on all right you're uh, gonna play to be in a grand prize draw for a thousand bucks to integra tire auto center this is finish the play what's going on here kellen is dry saddle and on the rush his shot was negated maroon found slipper for a quick shot and he hooked it wide boy he put some heat on the puck but it kicked off the glass and now jeff skinner's gonna break away so jeff skinner with a breakaway does he wind up getting a shot on goal or not no 
Let's find out. Is Dreisaitl, and on the rush, his shot was negated. Maroon found Slepashev for a quick shot, and he hooked it wide. Boy, he put some heat on the puck, but it kicked off the glass, and now Jeff Skinner's got a breakaway, held up at the last minute. What a play by Adam Larson, and no penalty was called. Much to Skinner's chagrin. Larson tracking down Skinner in the first period and uh, denying a chance for a shot on goal. That has finished the play tonight. Good job, Greg. You're in the grand prize draw. whole bunch more to come. After the news, you will hear from Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. His team beats Carolina 3-2. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. From the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Rebound swept by Ward to the corner, and the Oilers will hold it in. Now it's Everly short side tuck, deflected in by defenseman Ron Hainsey. And it's 2-0, a gift for Jordan Everly. Hainsey, the 35-year-old veteran D-man, slid down low to protect the short side, and instead it went off him and into the back of the net. So that made it 2-0 Oilers in the first. They would lead 3-0 after two, and then they hang on to beat the Carolina Hurricanes 3-2 tonight. Carolina out shooting Edmonton 33-28. Cam Talbot really good this evening. He made 31 saves along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Rob, you played several hundred games well, I mean, not just in the NHL, pro hockey. Do you ever put one in your own net? Honestly, I don't remember. I, I don't. You um, must have not then, because you probably yeah, well, remember. Yeah, I, I mean, some would say I was never close enough in my own net to, to put it in, the, in my own net. But I, I don't remember ever putting one in my own net. I, um, yeah, nothing comes to mind. I, I probably did. Most most players that have played over the course of their, their careers have at some point had one go off their stick or off their shin pad or something. But I tried to stay away from my goalie as much as possible. So maybe I maybe I lucked out that way. The goal by Everly, he was centering it. And Hainsey, I mean, he was making the right play. He was trying to slap it to the corner. It was almost like a, a chip shot where you... You duff it a little bit, you chili dip it, and it just flipped right well, over Ward's you know, leg. Had he got good wood on it, it wouldn't have gone in. Yeah. Ward was over there. Ward, I mean, good wood would have hit him in the pad, but it did. It almost like hit his shaft, and then it just floated up in the air and over top of Ward's glove as he had absolutely no chance on it. And uh, I mean, it, it's a tough one for, for the Carolina Hurricanes, who actually were in good position at that point. And Jordan was kind of just a hope pass going out in front for McDavid. And uh, sometimes you'll have a golden opportunity. Jordan Everly will, and he'll miss. And then sometimes you'll have one that's not an opportunity at all that'll go in the net for you. The puck luck all seems always seems to work out in the end. So Everly gets a goal tonight. Leon Dreisaitl had an assist. So they are the uh, only two Oilers who have at least a point in every game so far this season. We'll go back to the phone lines in a second. 780-496-0063. But let's head downstairs. Here's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. That's, that's uh, we needed to win. It wasn't pretty. Um, you know, to get up three and then give it back to them was uh, not part of the game plan. Uh, nor was giving up a number of, uh, of free looks at our net, especially in the first six or seven minutes of the game. But um, we had big bounce back night from Cam, which was real important. If he wasn't the first star, he should have been. Um, and uh, we're, we're real happy for him. We need needed him to settle down and, and get to where he was and then 
big nights from a few other players. I thought Benoit Pouliot responded well and we're happy for him. Uh, got some goals from uh, some younger players that are just getting their feet wet in the league and Pitlick and Shlepashev. I thought they both had real good nights. Big blocks from Chris Russell. Um, the back end, it wasn't pretty all night, but they had to play the full night with five. And that's a heavy four-checking team, so they uh, they had some tough minutes. Fain has, <coughs> I'm sorry, <coughs> Fain a lower body injury, and I don't know if he's going to be long-term or not until tomorrow. Yeah, we, you know, we talked about this, I believe. Um, the week heading into the home opener, um, having home games and needing to uh, to put some points in the bank, knowing eventually you got to go out on the road, and um, uh, we've been able to do that. Um, you know, the disappointing effort against Buffalo we put behind us, but we've been able to do that. Yet I still think we've got work to do as a team, and um, you know I don't think anybody's comfortable yet. So we've got some things we really need to work on, and and uh, it keeps us on our edge. Uh, maybe I'm being way too critical of our group, uh, but I just think we got to improve in a number of areas. Well, some of it was just details. The, the very first chance they have, uh, it was a missed assignment that you're, you're 10 seconds into the game, you got to be able to handle that situation. So, you know, uh, I told our group between, I think it was the first and second or second and third, that we're playing fairly good as a team. It's just the individual details and moments uh, that have to get polished up. And, um, you know, when you're, when you're a team or your group, you're, you should be able to cover for each other. But sometimes you have to have faith that that, that guy's going to get his job done um, at that moment. And uh, we've got to get better there. Absolutely. Um, and when your goaltender can do that, it should run throughout the team. Um, had he not been mentally tough, he would have had a tough night, obviously, because they, they had some good chances real early. And the good thing for him now is he's going to have a great experience tomorrow. He's going to welcome those two little ones into his world, and he'll do that feeling pretty good about himself and the team. And um, that's what we're all hoping for, and he's got that. There's the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Todd McClellan. Final tonight at Rogers Place, 3-2 Oilers over Hurricanes. I want to go through the entire out-of-town scoreboard here, and it is interesting that all seven Pacific Division teams played tonight, and there were no games within the division, so they're all playing Eastern or Central Division teams. But I'll just run through the whole scoreboard here. Taylor Hall had both goals for the Devils as they beat the Ducks 2-1, so there's a loss for a Pacific team. Anaheim's 0-3-1 on the year. Yeah, tough start for the for the season. For and it's strange because Anaheim had a number of players that were in the World Cup. You would have thought that they would be a little more mid-season form and have a, a quick start to the year. Hasn't happened. The Canadians shut out the Penguins four nothing. David DeHarnay scored twice. The Lightning are three and zero, beating the Panthers four three in a shootout. A loss for the Pacific Division's Arizona Coyotes seven four in Ottawa. Dallas beats Nashville. 2-1. The LA Kings are now 0-3, losing 6-3 to the Minnesota Wild. Rob, this game in Chicago, the Blackhawks were up 4-0. 
Philadelphia tied it, and then Chicago wins 7-4. Yeah, it became the, the Kane show there late in the game. He set, I think he scored one set up to late in the game to make that a 7-4 victory for the Chicago Blackhawks, who have just got off to a an average start to the season, not playing up to their standards as well. They're 2-2. Two two. Calgary wins for the first time this season. Sean Monaghan, the overtime goal, flames over Sabres 4-3. Vancouver ties it late, and then Henrik Sedin wins it in overtime. So the Canucks, who many people picked to finish at or near the bottom of the NHL are 3-0. They beat the Blues 2-1. Uh, Capitals over the Avalanche 3-0, and the Sharks beat the Islanders 3-2. So Edmonton, San Jose, Vancouver all with six points atop the Pacific Division. Vancouver's technically first because they've played one less game. Yeah, and it's a team that's still, I mean, I, I don't think the Vancouver Canucks are a top echelon team anymore, but they still have the Sedins. They, they picked up a Louis Erickson, who's a very good hockey player, and they work hard. So it's one of those things. It, you want to bank points early in the season if you are a team in the Western Conference, the Vancouver Canucks, and the Edmonton Oilers both have done that so, thus far. Well, and I'd sooner be talking about the Oilers having to work on some things but still winning. Mm -hmm. I mean, last year at this point, they were already 0-4, and we know there are tough times to come. But I mean, everybody who says, well, they haven't played anybody who was in the playoffs last year, Fair enough. Well, eventually we'll they're going to we'll play see. those teams eventually. Yeah, so, so we'll, well. we'll see how they do, right? So you might as well beat the teams that maybe maybe aren't going to be as good. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll go to JP on the line. Hey JP, thanks for calling. Well, this is my pleasure. I mean, it's good to hear your voice, guys. How are you? I'll tell you right now, this was it was very difficult for me tonight to phone in. I swear to God, are you guys wearing or using a nineteen fifty two phone fishboard or something tonight? I mean, I I've been calling and calling, but I'll tell you right now, I'm so thankful you guys finally let me have a little chance. I just want to say tonight, the Wilder could have easily had another night like the Buffalo. And there was a little bit of a glitch tonight. They kind of, you know, they took the lead. They were they were commanding the game. And then things kind of slide on them a little. But you had one call tonight, uh, the swing train. You know what? This guy sounds nervous. He's a first-time caller, I could tell for sure. But you brought up a good point. You know what? Uh, and well, it was a good point, but, uh, I mean, it was the wrong guy. I mean, God bless the guy. I mean, God bless the swing train. But uh, he was uh, midday there. This is the, the very unselfish play. This guy, Lou Luge. Not that early. Swing train, he got. Come on. But I'll tell you right now, the swing train, God bless this guy. But I'll tell you right now, he was, he was loose. He knew he was, you know, kind of fighting the path to start the season. It's short, it's young. I know this. But this is a captain. A captain to realize, oh, a guy who is a, a respected member of the team, a, a very talented player. And a little bit, you know, like I said, he's young at the year, but he made sure he went out of his way. You get this. You get this goal. Get off the shine. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, the swing train bring this up. I love this. But I'll say to you tonight, this could have easily been another easily, another Buffalo game. But the Oilers find a way to win tonight, and this is what I like. This is what I like. And I would also like to say, hopefully, Patrick O'Sullivan 
wants to maybe call in. Maybe he wants to call in. <laughs> maybe he wants to call in tonight and, and, and explain to you. Well, I got blocked in a heartbeat. This is, I was, you know what, I was ecstatic. The second I look at Pastor Gosama and look at his name, oh, you blocked JP, okay. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I mean, I, I had a celebration, I had a pour of whiskey. But I said to myself, I mean, come on, you want to start rambling and then block about 200 plus fans from the oiler and not explain yourself? Come on, Patrick. You were a guy from our team in the past. Explain yourself. But anyway, thank you guys for letting me run. The Oilers got a win, and I am very happy. And you know what, Halsey? You know what? God bless you. Good game tonight, too, Holly. <laughs> Thanks a lot, JP. And by the way, the switchboard is from 1955, not yeah, 1952. They up, I remember when they updated that. Yeah, that was... exactly. Well, Halsey installed it, so it was all good. Yes, it was Nugent Hopkins, uh, not Everly, that McDavid mm-hmm. tried to set up with the empty net. Uh, Nugent Hopkins, I mean, with the empty net. So Ward went to the bench. I wrote it down with 2.06 on the clock. The Hurricanes accidentally handed Pouliot the puck. Right at center ice. Pouliot shoots it for the empty net. Misses. I think he was on his own side of center, but they were still yep. shorthanded. So no icing. Nugent Hopkins hit the post with a minute 34. And then with a minute left, McDavid freed it up down low. Got it to Latestu behind the goal, but just off to the side. And he tried almost like a a basketball spin move that you would go to the, you know, you'd spin down low to try to get a layup underneath and and just couldn't quite finish it. So you were wondering, like, my goodness, three shots at the empty net, Carolina all over the Oilers. Was that the omen they were going to tie it? Yeah, no, the, you don't usually see guys of this caliber miss open nets. And I, I agree with JP. Connor McDavid, when he got the puck, he looked for a line mate. I mean, he easily. He, I mean, he had freedom. He could have walked in. He's not going to miss the net. But he looked for alignment, especially when he sees a alignment that has been a line mate that's been struggling. Nuge unfortunately misses that. Um, and then go, going back, I, I, the other thing JP brought up was the, the Patrick O'Sullivan comments when he talked about the the fact that the Connor McDavid and the, the the captains of the Oilers decided to forego their mandated day off. And, and Patrick O'Sullivan came out and made comments that it was a young captain being pushed around. And I, first of all, I thought it was ridiculous that it was even a story. I mean, I, when we played, if you had a bad game, there was certainly no chance you were going to have the day off the next, the next day. And we never had mandated days, and we never got a day later like the others are going to get tomorrow off instead. Um, the team didn't need a, a day off. They played poorly, and they, they needed to come to the rink and get that out of their system. So it was, it was a silly comment by Patrick O'Sullivan. I believe it was just some, something said by someone that wanted to be noticed. Because I'm not sure there's a lot of people that knew that Patrick O'Sullivan was involved with the media. So he wanted to be noticed, but it was the right move by the Oilers. It was the right move by the captaincies of, uh, of the Edmonton Oilers. They needed to get on the ice yesterday. They did. They got a big win tonight. And I can tell you from experience, it is way more fun enjoying a day off with a win under your belt. You feel better about yourself. You get to enjoy some time with the family, not worry about anything because the last thing you remember was winning a game and coming off happy. Bakersfield Condors 1-4-1 over the Manitoba Moose tonight. Baseball, the Blue Jays won this afternoon 5-1 over Cleveland. Cleveland leads the series 3-1 and the Dodgers are up two games to one on the Cubs, beating the uh, Cubs 6-0. Well, you know, you know what it's shaping up to be. Shaving up to be an L.A. Toronto Blue Jays World Series. It's pretty obvious, I believe. All right. 
Bart this... Robb's calling the three nothing comeback oh, by the Blue Jays. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? How could you not? <laughs> it's ten forty seven. You're still going to hear from Jordan Eberle as we roll along. Oilers win three two. Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. Live from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad. So the Oilers are 3-1 on the season, beating Carolina 3-2 tonight. The Hurricanes are coached by Bill Peters. Team shows some resiliency tonight in the third. What can you take away from it? Well, there's lots to take away early in the year. There's good and bad in every game, right? Obviously tonight, too many uh, too many easy goals against, too many easy scoring chances against. We've got to tighten up usually you know, when we're on top of our game and playing to our foundation, we're a little tighter than that. What's been so good about uh, Victor, Jeff, and, and Stepniak, that, that trio? Well, you know what? At least Stepniak's an underrated guy. He knows how to play. He's got a heavy stick. He's strong on the puck. Uh, very intelligent player. Victor's continuing to evolve and get better as he goes. And Skinny Skinny was very uh, competitive and engaged tonight. He's a dangerous player. He hangs on the puck. He's got a lot of poise. Sebastian Ajo is in his first week in the league and uh, seems to get a lot of, lot of very important minutes. Yeah, he's gotten better every game. He's played three times now. I thought he had a lot of poise with the puck. He's got, again, real good hockey sense. He's reliable defensively and he knows how we want to play and he's playing the right way. What you expect for the Oilers to come out, you know, maybe with a jump after what happened here well, Sunday? I expected both teams coming off a loss to come out with lots of jump. Didn't You know, that's the way it works when you you don't want to go on a slide. You don't want to start a losing streak, and you got to put an end to it. you got to put the brakes on that, and that's what we have to do Thursday in Calgary. Okay, thank you. And i got to say, I really appreciated the gentleman who wore a green Hartford Whalers jersey to the game tonight. Seriously? Did you see him? Yeah, he was, he was over there. I don't know what section number that is. I don't know all the numbers yet. But he was about halfway up there in the lower bowl. Well, actually, from where we are, we can't see any of the numbers. We're a long ways up. If you want, I could wear my Hartford Whaler jersey to the next game. Did you? Were you in the Cooper All era? No. But no. in junior, were you? Wore uh, Cooper yes, Alls? in juniors, I did wear Cooper Alls. I think I think my entire junior career, I wore Cooper Alls. I didn't get. I didn't. Wasn't allowed to wear pants until I got to the NHL. Oh wow, that's mm-hmm. great. It was a big day. I'm just going to take that clip out and play it. I wasn't allowed to wear pants, and people won't know you're talking about. Uh, the Oilers do it 3-2. Jordan Everly had one of the goals tonight. I think, um, you know, a big reason why we got the win. So, um, like I said, we, we still haven't played um, to our potential. Um, you know, we, we, we got some bounces tonight, um, and, and we're fortunate enough to get the win. Um, and, and, and like I said, it's going to give you confidence. Feel good. Jordan, sorry if you were asked this, but with everything Countdown's going on, mm-hmm. Twins in the morning, yeah. probably a lot on his mind. How impressive is it that he can dial it in the way he did? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, I can't say from experience. I don't have kids, but I know he's uh, he's very excited. Um, you know, it's a big big day for him tomorrow, and, and I know a lot of the guys have been talking about it for a while, and so is he. So, um, for him to to dial it in and play well and, and make some huge saves and, and keep us in that game, um, even with a three nothing lead um with like you said a lot's going on it, it is impressive so um you know i don't know if he'll be getting much sleep after this but uh i know it's going to be pretty exciting for him personally I've, I've seen years where you know you get like one point in the first nine or ten games. yeah to, to be out of the gate this quickly what do you attribute that to i mean 
you know, I, to be honest, I, I don't think I've been that bad. Last year was tough uh, with the injury. Uh, it, it really took me 15 games at least to even get up to speed of you know what I wanted to be, and, and that was that was really tough because and after those 15 games, um, confidence-wise, was really low because you look at your stats and you're like, I have a goal and two assists in 15 games, and and but um, you know it took me a while last year to get going with the injury, but I mean the years prior. Um, like I said, we, we've had a tough road schedule, and, and, he, yeah. and he, as soon as you get home, you start feeling a little bit. But um, like I said, uh, you know, the, anytime the puck's going in, whether it's you know, one of the goals is an empty net, <laughs> second one, um, just grind it in front, and third one tonight, get a little bit of a bounce. So, yeah. you know, I, you know, it hasn't been the nicest, but that's how you score in this league. You have to put pucks to the net. You have to, you know, grind out, and that's how you score a lot. So, um, I mean, obviously there's some times where you're going to get the flashy shot or the, you know, the nice deke, but um, for the most part, I've wanted to add that in my game. You want to get to the net, you want to score some tipping goals, some shots off you, get get around the net and, and score some stuff in the blue paint. That's how you score a lot in the sleep. That's a stark change from being out with a bum shoulder. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, coming into coming into the season, I mean, that was, I don't want to say it was a goal, but you want to stay healthy. Yeah. You know, that, that really, really sucked last year to have to work your butt off all summer to get ready for a season. You're excited, you get injured, and then it takes you 15 games to get back into it. Um, you know, there's guys going through There's a lot of guys going through it. Uh, Hendricks is going through it. I, I don't want to say Kajula is going through it because he, he hasn't played a game yet, but um, it, it, it sucks. So, I mean, this league is tough. It, it's hard to catch up to speed when you haven't, when these guys take off. So, um, you know, it, it's nice to be healthy. And, and um, you know, I, like I said, the, the, the schedule right now is fortunate for us that we have a lot of home games here. We have to take advantage of them. And, um, you know, frankly, we're 3-1, and one, and like I said, we haven't played our best, best game cam kept us in this one tonight, and we had some bounces. Yep. Breathe that short, Emberly. Thanks, Brendan Ulrich, work in the Oilers' room. Jordan Everly, one of the three Oilers goal scorers tonight. The other two, Anton Slepeshev and Tyler Pitlick. Lee Stepniak had both for the Hurricanes. Cam Talbot, brilliant in net, 31 saves. Big one with two seconds left on Skinner, and the Oilers get the victory. All right, so they're off tomorrow. They'll close out this three-game homestand on Thursday against the St. Louis Blues, and then it's off to Winnipeg for the Heritage Classic. Our broadcast on Thursday from Rogers Place, 5.30 for the Faceoff Show. The game will start at 7. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer back at 6.30, Chet, our engineer here at Rogers Place, Troy Bowler. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. This has been Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. Oilers win it 3-2. Have a great night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.